This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, it's Frank Proctor here along with my good friend Charlie Dobbin. And uh, Charlie's going to answer a lot of questions this you morning. You hope. I, well, yeah, I do. Because the more you talk, the less I have to. And you <laughs> always like that. Which might be a good thing, yes. <laughs> oh, she's gunning for me already. Oh, listen, i got to tell you. I oh, had a fabulous do. week. Yes. Uh, okay, so on... Uh, I guess, yeah, Wednesday evening, Michael Engelbert, the, the chap who does a lot of the reviews of various shows, mm-hmm. uh, gave me a call here and, and uh, said, uh, hey, I got an extra ticket for Opus at uh, the uh, Blue Mapel Theater. I said, sure, I'd love to go. So I went, and it was a marvelous show. Just an absolutely, uh, let's see, 14 acrobats on stage to music, and it was three violins and one viola, and it was unbelievable what they did. Just, oh. Wild. But I was seated next to a lady. Okay. We, we got chatting away there. Yes. And uh, her name was Bonnie Jean. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, uh, I work at AM 740. And, and she's, oh, I used to listen to that, but it used to be the CBC. And I, I'm sorry, I, 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 I have to, you know, I have to stay with the CBC. I said, that's okay. But uh, tune in Saturday morning and I'll say hi to you. Oh, okay. So uh, maybe we got her back for a little bit. Good morning, Bonnie Jean. Yes. And then one other little trip I made to the Dufferin Mall mm. on Thursday with my son, Toby and his wife Katie and the kids mm. and we uh, sat next in a little coffee area to uh, Flory and Hilda two ladies oh aren't you just out there oh, meeting I'm women telling you, everywhere I know. Just but they flirting. were so charming and oh. so they and they listen they listen in any case Excellent. to AM 740 but I said please turn it on on Saturday when I'm with Charlie and we'll say hi to you there you so go so hi so, hi there. Good morning, and well, welcome it, to the Garden Show. It made my day. <laughs> Obviously, Charlie's not really impressed. Well, I'm just but wondering I'm just... if you wanted to maybe give out the phone numbers. Oh, golly, yeah, sure. That's my main job. Okay. I, here I am, out in the street with a hook, <laughs> snaring people in. All righty. For, for Toronto area listeners, it's 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, one 866 740 4740. And remember to tell uh, the chap who answers the phone, who happens to be Mr. James Dooley, uh, with a gorgeous voice, that uh, you are a first time caller and we'll haul up the chimes for you. And uh, remember our mantra, please. Haul out the chimes. Haul out the chimes. No, we we aren't going to haul them out. We're we're going to blow some wind through the chimes to make them tinkle as a welcoming sound. You don't don't lob me a softball like that. I know. Blow the wind. What kind of wind? (laughs) Never mind. Yes, well, I just, yes. I've said before, you have enough hot air for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Calls are coming in right now uh, as they? I don't speak anymore. Okay, so stop speaking. But, you know, it's the one thing you do have to... Okay, do we have time? Yeah, we do. Well, let me just... 
before we get to the movie you saw, and oh. I told you I want a complete movie oh, review yeah. on this movie because it yep. is the movie's called The Theory of Everything, and it's the Stephen Hawking story. Mm. And you're going to give us a review. But before yep. we do that, let me just give you a couple of – oh, let's see if I can find my right piece of paper since I've been so busy on the computer. I've lost all my important pieces of paper. Uh, events that are going on. Well, of course, remember the annual Astor Awards are happening at the Toronto Botanical Garden. Now, that's on the November 20th. 6.30 to 9 p.m., very swank evening, all kinds of hobnobbing with Margaret Atwood and Dr. Paul Hebert. So discussions are going to be all around the natural world and how to best both embrace and defend it. Both Margaret Atwood and Dr. Hebert are the recipients of the 2014 TBG Astor Awards. This always are awarded, I think it's the second annual, but they're awarded to those who um, have a share the theme that TBG is all about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is all about a passion for nature. And cool. um, so really diverse disciplines, obviously, from exploring the consequences of human interaction with the environment to DNA barcoding of all living organisms. The work of these extraordinary individuals has inspired us to embrace and defend the natural world. There will also be Rising Star Awards uh, given to a couple of women who work at the Stop Community Food Centre. So that's all quite well, nice exciting. to recognize those Absolutely. folks. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's fun, and that's um, obviously everyone is welcome to attend this swank event. Mm-hmm. But there is a price, so you know you've got to register in advance and buy tickets, etc. Uh, I think it'll be quite fun. And you, being a grandfather of many grandchildren, six at last count, that's a lot. And also <laughs> having one of your children living in Hamilton might be interested to learn that starting today, yeah. running right through to January the fourth. So uh-huh. you've got time. The Royal Botanical Gardens in Burlington, so mm-hmm. not that far from Hamilton, is celebrating the season with their holiday traditions. It's the annual holiday celebration featuring the famous RBG train show. Do you oh, like trains? Yeah, sure. Miniature trains. They have it's, – it's amazing. They've built this huge Lionel set. trains when I was a kid. That exactly. was everybody's dream to oh, have well, a Lionel train. Well, exactly. Too so expensive <laughs> for my folks at that point. Well, yeah. Only, you know, really, one car yeah. cost a lot. And what can oh. you do with one car? You needed like a set. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and yeah, no, I, I remember Lionel Trains. So I'm not that young myself. So bottom line, there's <laughs> a heard that. really not neat train uh, setup. And it's the train people, like the train association and the hobbyists. Mm-hmm. They've come together to build all kinds of really neat uh, – anyway, it's going to be totally worth seeing because they've, okay. they've used like, I don't know, like two tons of rocks to build mm. stuff, right? And you Canadian know, Rockies exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. all miniature. All to scale. So that's happening starting today. Experience the winter wonderland of Magical Hendry Park, Mm -hmm. because that's all done up as well. Make your way along the trail of festive lights, past the Candy Cane Garden, and into Santa's cabin for a visit. Warm up in the RBG Center with Oh, the weekends are filled with children's entertainment, choirs, crafts, and obviously lots of cider and hot chocolate and story time for Santa's little helpers. So I think you should set yourself and your kids, grandkids, up to go there. www.rbg.ca for more info. Okay. My son, who lives in Hamilton, yes. his backyard, the little house he rents there, Right, it opens up to the the Royal Botanical Gardens. Yeah, he just walks out the back door, and and they can go down the path. I wonder which oh. part of the gardens because it's, well, it's huge, huge, right? Yeah, I huge. don't know. Honestly, I don't know. So he must have like deer and stuff going. Oh yeah, right he through. Come, has deer come right up to to the back fence there. 
Wow. It's amazing. They don't jump into his backyard. Uh, not that I know of. Not that I know Probably of, nothing good to eat in his backyard. There's better yeah. stuff in the gardens. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, that, that's so cool. That'd be a really nice location. Do you know, uh, maybe we'll hold the movie review because we have a running I see. We'll, we'll have to get to yeah. that. Yeah, but we will before the show. I'm, I'm going to recommend a show to you folks that you have to see. It's called The Theory of Everything. And we'll be back to t- talk a little bit more about that later on the show. But what I have in my hand right here. Right here is... Don't spritz it. No, I won't. It's <laughs> the Sierra Sill Topical Spray. Yes, that and you love so much. I do. You I, bought a case. You went out and I, you... <laughs> no. Michael Bentley, bless his heart, yeah. who, who is the He's, president of the company uh, from Vancouver, sent me another little... Because I'd used up my whole bottle there because my back had you know, seized up and so forth. And this stuff is amazing. And I always say jokingly that I smell just like a little... I fell out of a pine tree. I know. But I you smelled it. And... It smells like you, <laughs> you just, just fell, fell out, out of a pine, pine tree. tree. Yeah, see? Uh, and, but it's got how many? It's amazing. We, we counted the oils it has in it. But there's here. no pine. No. It's lavender, rosemary, la- lemon, and lime, and peppermint, and oh, it goes on and on and on. Many, many oils. Uh, secret ingredients, of course. Eucalyptus. Yep, eucalyptus is one of them. But you spray this sucker, and I'm telling you, <laughs> it is You re- are pain-free. Oh, well, yeah. That's it, the point. You, on my back, man, it's just fantastic. Just like you fell out of a pine tree. Okay, so you get that by going to Sierra Sill. And you can tell the folks how the numbers That's right. So you can give them, if you want to ask questions, talk to the people in Vancouver. It's one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasill.ca. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, we're going to get busy here. Charlie Frank Proctor along for the ride. And let's say hi to Catherine calling in from probably just around the corner here in Toronto. Hi, Catherine. Hello, Frank. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. I'm so thankful for this program. Oh. I'm not a first-time caller. <laughs> I recognize <laughs> okay. your voice. Do you? Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm calling about something that I called about before, but um, I, coping with it is an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. The abutilon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was in the garden, in the pot, mm-hmm. in the summer. Mm-hmm. And it it bloomed. Good. Now, I've brought it in. It's in the south-facing window. But the thing is, of course, no blooms now, but it's the main stem is about three feet high, and it's going, and it keeps going. (laughs) There are three other stems that are about two feet. Now, I wonder about pruning. You're supposed Uh to prune it to keep it bushy, according to the card that came with it. But I'm wondering, is this a bad time of year to do that? It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. But it's great. I mean, you've got a nice sunny window. Leave it in that sunny window. Water as necessary. So uh-huh. let it dry between waterings. Okay. It's easy to overwater at this time of year. Okay. You know, obviously the soil should be fairly dry. You can even let the leaves get to a, almost a limp point. Mm. They'll The color green will get a little bit pale. The leaves will get a little bit dull. And then they'll start to droop and then it's time to water kind of thing. And then water thoroughly. Water so, you know, the pot is well-saturated and right. wait again. By February, it's pruning time. Ah. And, of course, what you're going to want to do, a three-foot-tall, single-stemmed abutilon is not a really attractive thing. So no. <laughs> you're going to want to take off. I'd be inclined to take off about a foot, frankly. Okay. And the intention there would be to cause some branching to come off of that main stem. Mm-hmm. And by 
April or May, those branches, you know, sprouts will be there uh, and side branching will be there. And you'll be pinching or nipping the tips of all those little side branches, again, to force more side branching and and get a much bushier, denser, better looking plant. I see. Well, now, um, what about the the others that are about two feet? Should I nip off about six inches of those two? At the same time, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, might as well. Uh-huh. Now, um, uh, oh, Catherine, there... Catherine, I'm sorry, darling. You're only allowed one question per call. <laughs> oh, 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 is that okay? The same plant. That's all. Oh, is it, well, okay. I'm going to give you a pass on that. Go ahead, ask that. All right. Same uh, question, very, same plant deal. Quickly. Okay. Um, should I? Uh, would I be able with the pieces I cut off? Could I re? Do you think I could um, root them? Yep. I, oh, good. Yep, yeah, at that time, for sure. Treat them as cuttings. Of course, you're not going to take a one-foot stem and stick that into a glass of water. No. But do take a good five- to six-inch tip from uh-huh. uh, whatever you cut off and uh-huh. get those into water. Remember, the little bumps on the stem is where the roots are going to come from. Okay. So those little bumps have to be under the um, Underwater. water. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. All the best to both of you. Thank right. you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Catherine. Okay. We have, uh, it's my fault that we're backed up a little bit here with uh, our little breaks. But just before I go... because you had to say hello to everybody. I know, I know. But I'm going to take a, just a smidge more, just not much. Oh. It's in aid of, it's in aid of November. Oh, yeah, I've noticed you're it, getting a little bristly there. You know, don't she look thought like I had a caterpillar on my lips. Dirty. Thank you very much. <laughs> but no, go to Movember.com. Just Type in my name, Frank, Frank Proctor. Proctor. And yep. O-R. And it'll come up and you can donate because I'm raising money for two, two causes, really. Yes. Uh, research into uh, prostate cancer and men's mental health. So if you could do that, I'd be really appreciative. Yeah, of course. I don't blame okay. you. All right. Is that good? You, I'm, okay I'm done that? now. I'm done now. <laughs> Holy Hannah. So do we, can we go for a break now or what? Uh, yeah, we okay. can. All okay. Right. Back after these words. <laughs> Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And as we broadcast from the Zoomer Plex, uh, let's uh, give the nod to James in the other room there to haul out the chimes. Ah, There they are. Well done. They're for Helen in Oakville. Good morning, Helen. Welcome to the show. Well, good morning, Charlie and Frank. Welcome, Helen. I'm so glad I got through. No worries. Um, I have two mandevilla plants that I brought in, and uh, they're just gorgeous, full of flowers. And I was wondering if I could keep them through the winter. For sure. Do you have a, a sunny location, a bright oh, window? Right here, right in, uh, right south in the south windows, and they're right at the windows. Yes. And they're actually climbing. They must be up. The vines must be about seven feet tall climbing up my blinds. Oh, okay. So, and that's fine. As long as they're green and happy and healthy and blooming, let them do their thing. You will at some point, frankly, it will probably be around February or March at the latest, you are going to want to do some pruning to those plants. Okay. Partially because if you don't, they're... By that time, indoors, you're going to find their, their leaves will have dropped. They're going to be thin and scraggly and not nearly as attractive after the sort of deep winter short days and, you know, long nights. Uh, and so that pruning you're going to do in February or March as the days are lengthening is going to create all kinds of new growth and the plants are going to look way better and then you're going to take them back outside once we're frost-free in May or April or June, whenever that might be. 
Cut back, no more fertilizer. Wait again until it's that time to prune in February, March. It'll be the same thing to start fertilizing then. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for your Thanks call. for joining us, Helen. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Bye-bye bye. now. Bye-bye. Don't be a stranger. Okay, first yeah. time. Yeah. And, uh, gee, we have... Any time. Uh, any time at all. Um, I know where Elmville is, and, uh, you know, it's up... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to uh, Sophie, aren't we? Yes, in Hamilton. I know where Hamilton is. <laughs> Hello, Sophie. How are you this morning? Good morning. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Thank good, you. Good morning. Um, I have an agapanthus. Uh-huh. It was given to me, and um, it's in the house now, but they kept it outdoors. I have six beautiful mauve flowers. Nice. It's gorgeous. Um I don't know how to look after it. The greenery is going yellow, um, and I do cut those off. I don't know whether I should transplant it, and please give me some information, Charlie. Okay, so it's blooming now? Yes. Mm, Interesting. All right, so... Agapanthus is a, um, actually native to South Africa. It grows from a large bulb. So under that soil, there is a very large tuber, and that's where it's all coming from. Nice that it's blooming. Enjoy the blooms. Be very, very careful that you don't overwater because if the plant, if the soil is wet and stays wet for too long, that's when you'll rot the tuber below ground. Uh-huh. So what you're going to do is have it in lots of sun. You're going to keep it right away from drafts. You, you want no cold drafts, no hot drafts, just a nice room temperature, uh, bright location. And uh, feel the soil. Make sure that the soil, uh, like water when it really feels quite dry. You know, the soil is going to be spongy when there's moisture. Let it dry, 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 and then water. The yellowing leaves it tells me that what's going on is it, the plant does need to go through a dormant period, and that's what it's moving into. Uh-huh. So that's why it's even more important that you're careful about the watering situation. Do not water by the calendar, only by feeling the soil or the weight of the pot. And okay. it's got to be, you know, thoroughly, pretty thoroughly dried right out between waterings. You're going to find over the next few months, at some point, there's going to be no leaves left and you're not going to be watering at all because it's going to have a little down period for about six to eight weeks and then it's going to start to grow again. So it's just going to go through this sort of burst of flowering and growth now. Don't remove leaves unless they are yellow. Allow the green leaves to be there to help fatten up the bulb for its next go around. Mm-hmm. So once the plant falls, do I cut the stem off? Do I do I do anything? Wait until things turn yellow, and once they're yellow or brown, then you remove. Otherwise, just let it be. Okay. Okay. And you can do some fertilizing now, again, as part of that fattening up the bulb for the future. Okay. And mm-hmm. I should change the soil? Should I put a new soil or leave it the way it is? I w- how long? Do you have any idea how long it's been in that pot? Uh, actually, I think for a couple of years, maybe. Mm. I would leave, well, leave it alone for now. Check and see if any roots are growing out the bottom drainage holes. Uh-huh. I'm assuming it's a pot with drainage holes. If there's no evidence of roots growing out the bottom, leave it alone for now. Next spring, when it's time for it to start growing again, would be the time to repot it just at, at that point. Okay. Okay, so March, April. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Good. Thank Thank you so much, Charlie. Thanks for your call. 
I wish you both a wonderful weekend. And the same to you. Thank you very much, Sophie. Thank you. All righty. Have a good weekend. And uh, here we go. Uh, Now, I'm wondering if uh, I'm right in my directions in my mind here. Elmville, I think I have, well, I know I have a buddy who has a cottage up that way. It's I think toward Georgian Bay area. Uh, anyway, Sylvia will tell me if I'm all right or not. And she's a first-time caller, too. Hey, Sylvia, hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. I, Thank okay, you. help my geography uh, challenge friend here <laughs> beside me. Elmville, yes. Where exactly is Elmville? We're between Midla- uh, Midland and uh, Wasega Beach. There, there you, you are. Go. Yeah, I was right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we've both been there. We just don't remember, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what's going on, Sylvia? Um, I have a bamboo plant, and it was growing really good. Um, I, I added some more water. Maybe I shouldn't have. And um, I Googled it, and mm-hmm. that's what they said. But it's starting now. The end of the leaves are starting to go yellow. And I was told by somebody to take, uh, it, they're in rock, uh-huh. decorative rock, mm-hmm. and I was told by somebody to take all the rock out and clean them all and clean the stem mm-hmm. of the bamboo plant mm-hmm. and re, repot, it, repot it again with the stone and, and that. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Or no, you... I haven't done that yet, right. but I just wanted to confirm if that's correct. Okay, so um, commonly referred to as a lucky bamboo, yes, uh, but actually as a dracaena. Okay. So it's a stem that a plant that can either grow in soil or water. It's a really tough little plant. Yes. Uh, and in your case, it is growing in, sounds like probably a vase with some mm-hmm. stones just to stabilize. And yes. then, of course, the water. Now... The, if the tips are turning brown on the Dracaena, it's usually for one of two reasons. One is tap water, which is full of all kinds of yeah. unnecessary chlorine and that sort of thing. Now, are you are you on a well or are you no, on no, town water? No, no, Okay, so you're on town water, so you're yes. on, your water is treated, that means. Yes. That's the fluorides and the chlorines and all that. Yeah. Uh, so that can certainly cause tip burning or brown. I usually have, um, we have a... Um, one of these, um, oh shoot, I can't think of the name, uh, the um, watering oh. thing outside um, that I use. A rain barrel? A rain barrel. That's oh, good. It. Yep, yep. <laughs> My mind went blank. That's okay. Um, a rain barrel. So I use the water from that usually. Excellent. So did you bring that water in? Have you got that stashed in the basement? The- no, it's, it's uh, and then he, my husband uses the, um, um, Brita. Dehumidifier water. Oh, oh, yeah, that's good, too. Dehumidifier. And so we, we've been using that now. I've oh. been using that now. Okay, so you've got uh, sort of some water put away that's yeah, right. untreated, so to speak. So that's good. Now, the idea, the question was, should you do this whole cleaning thing? Mm-hmm. If you look in that uh, vase of stones and, mm-hmm. and water and plant right now, is it got sort of a green algae thing going on or a bit of a, a, t- a hue, a brown hue or a green hue? or what is Yeah, it look like? kind of brownish, yeah. I think, like... The, yeah. the the roots are really, you know, they're coming out, which is supposed to be, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. Okay, so you know what? I, yeah, I mean, it's a good idea. They do say that you should um, sort of empty and replenish okay. every week. But what oh, I would do if I were really? you, yeah, just to, to avoid that growing of algae, et cetera. Oh. So what you should do is get um, sort of a, a pot of water, of mm-hmm. one of this either dehumidifier water or rainwater. Mm-hmm. Have that sitting over on the side, 
pull your plant, the dracaena or the lucky bamboo, out of the vase. Mm-hmm. Don't allow those roots to sit out in the air at all. Just put that whole plant over in that pot of water off to the oh. side. Let that sit off to the side. Then you can, at your leisure, take the vase apart, take the rocks out, scrub everything, clean everything, put it all back together. Okay. Nice clean water goes in there. Then you can do a, just a light, with your fingers, not, not a brush or anything, uh, some work on the stem of the dracaena. Just rub off any of the slimy stuff, clean it up a bit, and oh. put that back into its nice clean vase, and it'll be so happy. It'll thank you a hundred times. <laughs> and how That's much great. water do I put in the with the stone? I usually, oh, as much, well, as like I said, right much now as... Right now, I have not half, but less, a little less than half, just enough to cover the, uh, the bottom. Right, yeah, so what you want is the roots should all be underwater, and then mm-hmm. if you have a little bit of water uh, just above where the roots are coming from yeah. on the stem, that's fine. Okay. Uh, of course, you wouldn't want to go right to the top because you might no. end up rotting the plant, right. but you do have to replenish because the water, particularly in the winter, will evaporate. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So just, so, I mean, I don't think you're going to want to go through this process every week, but it's no. certainly worth doing, you know, once, twice, three times a year just to sort of clean it up. Okay, because I've I, like it's just the one. Um, there's two shoots coming out mm-hmm. um, with uh, uh, three, four. Uh, plant or shoots coming from each one. Oh, now yeah. the one is doing okay, and the other one's turning yellow. But the other one's doing okay. Okay. Um, but I haven't cleaned it at all. I've had it for over six months. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. And no, it'll appreciate this whole little little cleaning up uh, process, and it'll be, it will be very perky afterwards. You'll see. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. okay. I you'll, don't keep you'll... it, and and you don't have to keep it in. I don't like. I don't keep it in a window or anything. No, else. you can actually put it in quite low light if yeah, you wish. It Pretty well, low light, you uh, might say. It's a, it's a kind of a neat plant that way. It, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. Dracaena marginata is what it is. But oh, okay. uh, so okay. good for you. Thanks okay. for calling. Well, you do Thank that, you very much. Do that little cleaning chore, Sylvia, and you walk by the plant in a week or so, and you'll go, hey, thanks. Thanks, Sylvia. Gosh, that felt good. <laughs> it will. Yeah. It'll yeah. purr, actually. It might not speak. It'll just purr. Yeah. Well, I like okay, it when they great. Speak. <laughs> okay, thanks very thanks. much. Thanks, thanks very much. Call. Okay. Hey, we have another. You wanted to add something. Yes, I did want to say something because I just, sitting on this computer screen Mm -hmm. in front of me is something I looked up because you told me that you were going to a movie last night. You uh, gave yourself this little outing that was, you felt you did Well, I did a whole bunch of chores chores, yesterday. So yesterday afternoon, I thought I'm going to take in like an early after or late afternoon show. Yeah. And I'd heard so much about this, the theory of everything. It's the uh, Stephen Hawking story. Brand new movie. Just came out a week ago. it just opened, actually. That was, I went on like, the first day of opening. Oh, that Friday. was yesterday. Yep. yep. Oh, I didn't first realize. First in Toronto, anyway. Okay, yep. And two stars, honest to God, they, are go- they should get Oscars. Well, there's Eddie, a lot of talk. Eddie uh, Redmayne and Felicity Jones. Oh, what a love story. Yeah. I'm telling you. And that's basically what it's about. It's their personal life. Mm-hmm. And it's so compelling. Mm-hmm. And uh, brought me to tears a couple of times, honest to God. And well acted. And, you know, the funny thing is that Stephen Hawking now, of course, as at times a guest lecturer at the uh, University of Waterloo, mm-hmm. where my granddaughter, granddaughter is going, and she is in... Uh, physics. Uh, yeah, mathematical uh, physics and, and uh, oh, God. And learning about the theory of everything. Uh, yeah. And maybe going to be her own. She'll be, she'll be in one of his classes. 
theory. So it's, it's, it's amazing. What a connection. But honest to Peter, it's, it's, go see it, folks. Yeah. I guarantee you, you'll love it. A good love story, well oh, acted, and, and based all based on truth. Yep, so yep. best, best kind of Eddie, stories out there. Eddie uh, Renmain is absolutely stunning as, as uh, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Oh. Do we know him? Like, is he a known no, actor? I, I, I'd never seen him before, oh, but my okay. gosh. He's cute. Anyway, the theory of well, everything. So, you, well, so you give it a thumbs up then. Abs- two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. There you are. I got my toes sticking up too. Ne- need yeah. something to, to do. You want to get a, come in from the cold yep. and f- go to a movie. This is the one to see. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing. Okay. That. And you know what? We have another first-time caller here. And Helga from Unionville. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good yes. M- morning. Welcome. Yes. Good morning, Charlie. How are you? Well, what's going on at your place? Okay. I'm listening to your program all the time, and I'm, because I don't know nothing about plants, <laughs> flowers, or anything like that, so I'm trying to learn. Okay. Anyhow, uh, the problem that I have, it's a money plant that I had for 11 years, and, uh, and uh, I don't know, the leaves are turning like dirty yellow, and I've been going to Sheridan and asking, you know, what I'm doing wrong. And they say I'm overwatering. Probably. But help me understand. What's a money plant? This is a plant inside your house? Yes, yes. Money plant. I wonder what that plant is. What? I, I you think, have a sense of yeah, what it is? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know by any other name but money plant. money plant. Uh, a lot of um, oriental people, they buy that plant. Uh-huh. It's very... Uh, yeah, I've seen them in small stores where they have little uh, yes, yes. gardening areas outside. They have a lot of these for sale sometimes. So, right. yeah, I'm familiar with the term. I'm surprised you. Well, I'm just – there's a lot of plants called money plant. That's, that's oh. why I'm just trying to get a sense of which plant. But chances are – like, he, like look in yeah. under – here on Wikipedia, money plant. Look at one, two, three, four different plants are just being yeah. right off the top being called money plant. So which one is it? We're not sure. But when leaves turn yellow on a plant, typically like a dot, it, it dots like, you know, and then it, eventually that leaf goes really quite yellow. So I, I pull it off. you mm-hmm. know. Oh, so it starts with little like flecks of yellow or yeah, yellow on the edge? Yellow, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, eventually that leaf will go completely yellow, and I, you know, I take it off. How often are you watering? Well, they, you know, I used to water that once a week, uh-huh. and then they told me that to leave every two weeks. And the last time when I took that leaf to them, they said that, uh, you know, once a month I should uh, uh-huh. water that plant. How big a pot is it in? How big? Yes, what size oh, pot? About roughly? six foot five, something like that. It's tall. Oh, so it's a big. Plant. Eleven years old. Eleven years old. Mm-hmm. So it's in a big pot. Yes. Do you have you ever used one of those? Um, it's a water meter. Uh, it's like a little probe, and they do sell them at Sheridan's. It's, yeah. Have you ever used one of those to help you know when to water? With a big plant like that, it's often hard. To, to, you know, you know you what? S- I, I I had once uh, quite a while ago. Uh-huh. And then I, I don't know what happened. It it broke down or something, and, and it didn't show anything. And, and I said, mm, sometimes maybe. yeah. Eventually, the battery can die because they are battery yeah. run, or they can get really rusty. Yeah. The thing with those little uh, water meters is you never leave them in the soil. You just oh. leave it in your drawer. And then when you want to know, 
I wonder if this plant needs watering or not. You pull it out of the drawer, you, you jam that little probe right into the soil, and in the case of a big pot and a big plant like that, you go right down as far as you possibly can, read what it says on the meter. It'll wow. have very dry on one end and very wet on the other and something in between. And, right, and that's right. what's, you know, on the surface, the plant, the soil might feel dry, but down Looks deep, dry. there might be you lots know, of moisture. Kind of, I say, isn't it dried out, you know? But, uh, but there could be uh, lots of moisture down deep. That's the right. point. And I also use that liquid plant fluid, like that's you know, the Schultz. Yep, yep. Schultz yeah. is great. Not too often, though, right? Not too often. No, like uh, maybe once a month. Okay, at the most. But don't at do it now. No. Okay, so fertilizer now is not going to help. It's okay. actually going to be stressful for the plant. Because remember, fertilizer is a salt. So uh-huh. when plants aren't using a lot of water, which they aren't as the days have been getting shorter, salt can build up in the soil and burn the roots. Uh-huh. So we don't do any fertilizing now. Now. So put the fertilizer away until next spring. And, and it might just be very natural, normal. You know, winter's coming. All plants respond by, you know, having some leaves turn yellow and fall off. Outdoor plants, of course, go right to sleep. But indoor plants will still slow down and have a bit of a mini dormancy themselves. So uh-huh. I would assume it's something like that going on. But How much water would you put like? Uh... Well, it very much depends on the amount of light the plant is in, the kind of temperature the plant is in, uh, as to how much water it's using. So that's where that little water moisture meter is a, is a wonderful tool to have just to ensure uh-huh. that you are not overwatering. You could be... Once a month might be perfect. Once every two weeks might be perfect. It just kind of depends on, like I said, temperature and a few other things. Yeah. All right? Sometimes those leaves, they have like a little uh, uh, honey, oh. uh, you know, like honey drops, you know? Yeah. Now, if you suspect insects, which is a possibility, uh, then at your same Sheridan's where you're going to pick up your moisture meter, you pick up something called uh, end all, E-N-D-A-L-L. And that's that oil. It's based on it's got Sorry, pyrethrins and e-n-d uh-huh. all a-l-l end all okay wonderful uh, product follow all the directions it, if there are any insects it will it will eliminate them all yeah. right okay Helga. thanks Helga. we, we kind of have to move along much. my love i really appreciate no that. worries thank you and Bye-bye. thank you for thanks joining for us call. here very good yeah we do have a little bit of a break coming up and then we're going to be back and have a word with uh, jerry on the line from just around the corner here in toronto meantime uh, charlie uh we got uh, got a little ad living to do there, my friend. Oh well, uh, I'll do exercises. Is? Yes, All, there, you do. Gives the okay, clue. but the reason what? you're doing exercises and smiling while you're doing it is because you've been using the Sierra Sil topical spray. All right, the topical spray is it's pretty interesting because it's got seven of the world's finest pain reducing ingredients in it. It is is indicated for fast relief of muscle soreness and joint pain, which is something you're swearing by. It reduces pain receptors. It increases blood flow. Well, that's that falling out of a yeah, pine yeah, tree thing. Yeah. And it uh, promotes healing activity and helps control bruising. So you're, I know, a big fan of this topical spray. Absolutely, and, uh, I am. It's Searsil. That's their newest product, but they also make the pills, three little pills, completely natural mineral supplements taken daily to help with any kind of joint pain. And the phone number is? 1-877-JOINT-14 or check them on the web, sierrasil.ca. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. 
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor here alongside Charlie as we uh, work through this Saturday. Well, not work, we're having fun. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry from Tirana. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jerry. Hi, guys. Good morning. I bought, a, I bought some cactus plants last summer. I think, I, Charlie, I talked to you about them uh, for a number of times about the plants. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, here's the problem. Well, by the way, I'm letting them die of water, uh, no water. So. Excellent, but they won't die, trust me. <laughs> okay, they won't die. No. Anyhow, here's my predicament. Yes. I've got them in the south window. Mm-hmm. Now, I've noticed, like this time of the year, the, the area around the window gets really cold. Right. But it's the only way I can keep them in the sun is to keep them in the south window. Right. Like I'm putting my hand by the window right now, and it's downright cold there right now. Okay. So is that going to cause them harm? Well, okay. So think about the desert. Have you ever been in like the real desert? Uh, when I, I have. Sun- I've been in Arizona. Okay. And when the sun goes down, what happens to the temperature? Downright cold. Correct. And so don't you think those cactuses think that's just perfect to be in that? Now, you don't want the plants touching the glass because when it really is super cold outside, the, the leaves can get frozen if they're touching the, the very, no, very cold glass. glass no. But, yeah, to have them – I mean, you'll have to keep an eye if uh, – I mean, I have a lot of plants that I keep right in my window. I have plants that are right by an open window year-round. Uh, you know, my bedroom window, I open it oh, every night. Mean. And Christmas cactus, they love it. They, I mean, every now and then they'll get a little bit frozen, but it never kills the plant. You might lose a few leaves, but the plant doesn't die as a result of losing a few leaves. So that's the thing. I mean, that's in an open window. Otherwise, just on a windowsill, not touching the glass should not be at all um, uh, detrimental. Good. Thanks okay. a lot. There okay, you go. Okay, Jerry, thanks for joining <laughs> us again. Bye-bye. Nice thanks to hear for your from call. You. And uh, let's quickly get up to uh, one of our regular callers from White River. <laughs> uh, Rick is on the line where it's now, what, 10 degrees, did you figure? Minus. My, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, what I meant. Minus 10 degrees. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. All right. How much snow have you got on the ground? Well, the last shovel was well over a foot. Oh, uh, the yeah. last shovel. How many times have you shoveled already? Oh, we've had snow. It's Well, we saw the sun once last week. Oh, so you've had lots of it's snow. Right oh, now. Yeah, there's about 18 inches of snow. Nice. Get out your cross-country skis. I wish I could, but I need a pail of that Sierra Sil spray. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can pretend you just fell out of a pine tree, just like Frank, and you'll yeah. feel so good. I would like to. Anyway, uh, I have these hibiscus I was telling you about. I got, they got a bit of frost yes. on them, and they're in the house. The leaves are falling off, and okay. the aphids are trying to get them. Mm. But last summer, I put uh, aggregate, like small pebbles, all around the top of the pots. Uh-huh. And I was just wondering if that was to their advantage, or is it a good idea? Or um, it, it, There's no reason it would be to their advantage, other than if the plants are um, in pots that are too small for them, or they end up being top-heavy as a result, you know, when they dry down, if it's a tall plant... Uh, top heavy, so the stone can help make the plant more, you know, the pot bottom heavy, so less chance of it falling over. That would be the only advantage. There are disadvantages to putting rocks on, to my mind, just because I personally think about those roots that are under the soil 
um, you know, doing their thing, getting because remember what roots do? They not only absorb and you know take in water, but there's a lot of gas exchange that goes on between roots and the air in the in the soil, spaces between the soil. So <clears throat> when you put rocks on top, I think it's kind of like putting a rock on your head. You know, it's like it's just like a big weight. Like there's no real advantage in that sense to the plant. Well, the only reason I did that because they're in like. 12 or 14 inch pots they're pretty big yeah and uh, the roots are like pretty well right at the surface so mm. i figured if i put the pebbles on top it would keep the moisture in, in a bit more the pot. well one thing you could do because remember hibiscus are super vigorous plants and they do have very vigorous root systems and they're tough as well so i mean if you're gonna put rocks on any plant or any kind of aggregate that they would be that would be the plant to choose but next spring or early summer so in your case like in july um take them when you're taking them outside when you're frost free Tilt them over on their side, pull those pots off, get out a, a, a saw, a wood saw, a limbing saw, any kind of a butcher knife, and trim those the, that root ball right down. Take at least a third of all that outer massive root away, scrub the pots, and then plants back into the pots with some fresh soil. You don't have to get bigger pots is my point. And that would be, that would be really, really good. Yes. They would love that. So for now, the other thing, if you have any potting soil on hand, is remove the stone and just add um, half an inch or so of potting soil to the surface of the, the soil as it stands right now. Right. Okay. What about pebbles underneath the pots? Like, I have dishes underneath there. Ye- that a good idea? Oh, that's a good idea because, you know, we've talked it's about that. Off, that's that yeah. pebble tray mm-hmm. idea. And we, you keep water in the pebble tray and the pots sit up on top of the pebbles and the water is constantly evaporating around the plants. It's an excellent way to raise humidity around any of your tropical plants. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, okay Rick, always You're a pleasure to hear welcome. from you from White River, yeah. where the Stay high warm. today will be minus five. Oh, <laughs> yes. There's your updated yeah. weather report exactly. from Frank Proctor. And we have to take a little bit of a break here and come back and see if we can squeeze one more call in. Let's find out. Oh, you know. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, Frank Proctor along with Charlie, of course, as we kind of put the wraps on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, my gosh, the time went so quickly, I couldn't believe it. I know, we were messing around talking well, about we movies were. and <laughs> snowstorms and all kinds of things. <laughs> That's right. Do, do um after the show, you yes. and I have a date. Uh, we're going to go out for lunch. Yep. And uh, we're going to go to High Park, to the little yeah. restaurant there in High Park for lunch. And after lunch, uh, you don't know about this, but you're going to come with me and we're going to go outside and collect some acorns. That's why you invited me out to lunch. That's right. I figured you you're nutty enough like to help me with this. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be delighted, sure. Well, it's a neat little spot, that, it, that restaurant. Well, and there's some pretty neat trees in High Park. My niece had a baby mm-hmm. yesterday. My daughter got it in her head that she needs to get growing something on behalf of this child, a tree preferably. So I said, well, I'll pick you up some acorns in High Park and you can stick them in your freezer and figure out how to get them going. Well, isn't that, well, congratulations, well, number yes, one. Yes, little baby. Well, What's the little baby's name? Thea. 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 Well, there. Here, here's a tria for Thea. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's great, yes, though. Yes, indeed. That's, that's the plan. Well, that's, a that's, tria for Thea. That's good. And, uh, oh, do you want to take that call? Well, I was going to say, speaking of trees, I wonder if we can quickly talk to uh, oh, Anne, who's on okay. the line, yeah. uh, with lemon a question tree. about lemon tree. Uh, Anne, Good here morning. you come. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, Charlie. Mm. Thanks. No worries. Um, I used to grow lemon trees from lemon pits. 
mm-hmm. and uh, for little children to show them uh, the maturity of this. I can't do it anymore. I've tried it for the past two years, and I thought, I'm calling you. Okay. What's going on with the lemons? <laughs> but it, so you're finding the seeds in the lemons, but they're not germinating. Right. Yes. Hmm. And I used to do it wonderfully. And what's are the lemons when you're buying them? Have you noticed where they're from? On the you know Florida. they'll say they are Florida. Hmm. All right, that you're gonna have to leave with me. <clears throat> I have to figure that one out. Yeah. Sometimes when the the plant material has come from overseas and it travels a long ways, uh-huh. it will be irradiated before the trip to keep it from growing en route, like garlic uh-huh. from China. But there shouldn't be any reason why the uh, lemon are from Florida seeds. Mm, from, yeah. Isn't that strange? All right, okay. <clears throat> leave it with me. That's my homework. Oh, please. Okay, yep. next week. Thank you. <laughs> we'll address that for you, Ann. We will. Will. Won't we, we. we will. We will. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good Bye weekend. Now. Professional botanist here. Uh, uh-huh. Bottoming out. As a matter of fact, uh, I got a scoot. You've got a scoot. I do. Thank you very much, Franklin. As usual, you're Dave's the best guys are in. sous chef around. Yep. And uh, thank you, James Patrick Dooley. Couldn't do any of this without your help. And everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Charlie. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.